94.3 WRHD HD1, Farmville, Greenville. Pirate Baseball, yeah, we got that. 94.3 The Game. It's 5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Midweek edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. It's all downhill from here as we get ready for uh, the stretch run of the work week. Uh, everybody's wrapping up classes. Everybody's wrapping up uh, their uh, final projects on campus at ECU. You're going to start to see uh, thinner traffic weekend after next. Thank God. That's uh, the one and only Chris Cook. Woo! Who is uh, producing the show? Cookie also uh, was producing the baseball broadcast last night for the ECU Sports Radio Network with Scooter and Coach O, who did an excellent job calling the action from Raleigh. It broke my heart last night. It did. Yeah. I, I despise tough. NC State. I despise them. We'll do a uh, pirate report somewhere here in the first half hour. Uh, so stand by for that. We got Coach Godwin's comments. And uh, today's the day. Oh, oh uh, Lord! Panthers say they've reached their consensus pick. So here on draft eve, we'll uh, give you some of the latest reporting on that, and then uh, tomorrow on the show, we'll talk to uh, Jim Zoki live from Charlotte, get a feel for what's going on. Zoke with the Panthers radio network. Excited to have Zoke back on. It's been a bit since I've talked to him on air. Uh, our guy Cookie. Uh, Looks like uh, Will Levis today because Cookie's going to go with the Will Levis coffee. Cookie, you're an avid coffee drinker, right? I am, yes, every day. I can't remember and, the last day without it, honestly. But, I mean, and we're not talking about, oh, I have a cup in the morning avid coffee drinker. We're talking it's it's part of your routine throughout the day, correct? We're talking about it became a problem, and I had to go from, like, five, six cups a day to, like, two. Really? Oh, okay. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. But so you're a heavy coffee. Oh yeah. Consumer. Oh, it's safe to say. Oh yeah. Okay. So you like coffee. I mean, you have a certain way you take it. Couple Splendas and a cream. That's how Cookie likes his coffee. I'm flattered that you remembered exactly what I put in it. But yes, that's exactly uh, what I put in it. Will Levis? There's a video that went viral of him where he put mayonnaise in his coffee. So today, Cookie is going to put mayo in a hot steaming. Piping hot cup of coffee, and he's going to drink it and tell us on the air how it tastes. And I'm not going to cheat. I'm not putting in the two Splenda, one cream. I'm yes, just full just black coffee with mayo. Do you think you ought to do it with your normal as an addition, or are you just saying straight up mayo is the way to go here? Uh, it's weird because it's like a saltier taste, so I don't see how it would mesh with the cream or sugar. That's fine. And it's I already understand. creamy. as it Yeah, is. I got you. Okay, that, that, that's enough of that description. That kind of makes me nauseous thinking about it. Actually, we're crazy. Right. We're crazy out here. Yeah, it's it's we're out of control. 
Uh, Bethany Brancher coming up. She's writing a book currently on, or at least is putting together the makings of a book on ECU baseball. It's a project about ECU baseball. I think that's the best way to put it. We'll talk to her about uh, that. Also, the game last night, she was there in Raleigh to watch uh, the Pirate uh, defeat. Uh, another tough uh, game. Pirates had the uh, winning run on base in the ninth, or go-ahead run probably more appropriately on base in the ninth. Uh, and certainly have the tying run in scoring position. Pirates left a, a dozen stranded last night. Watched a lot of third-pitch strikes. One for 12 with runners in scoring position, including 0 for 2 in the ninth. And it was, uh, I went back and watched the latter innings from the seventh inning on uh, again today because I recorded the game last night. I just wanted to go back and and relive some of the magic of that. Uh, I mean, it's a hell of a comeback. And look, you gave up five runs in, a, in the third inning. State got hot. From that point on, the Pirates held them hitless. And uh, fought back. And that was a real positive thing to see was how East Carolina came back in, in the game last night. Uh, let's go ahead and hear from Cliff Godwin uh, on, on some of that cookie. Why don't we go ahead and do that? So this is uh, Cliff good. Godwin with uh, our Pirate Report. Uh, we'll have it for you here with Coach Godwin's postgame comments. Hit it, Cookie. Yeah, I mean, we just had one bad inning on the mound. And, uh, you know, after coming off a tough weekend offensively, I thought our guys competed their tails off. Um, obviously, a hostile crowd put together a lot of quality at bats. We had to go ahead and run at first base and just couldn't get him in there in the ninth inning. But I'm really proud of the way our guys competed. All right, uh, Coach Godwin there, and uh, more from uh, Coach G uh, as he uh, talked about uh, the hitting against NC State as the Pirates wrapped out uh, 10 hits last night. Yeah, I mean, I thought we hit some balls hard. Um, you know, we obviously would like to do a little bit more, but, um, you know, State started one of their best relievers who has been in the rotation two years ago, pitched in Omaha. Kid's a great competitor, and uh, he kept us off balance, and we needed to get to the bullpen, which we did, and we were able to get four runs. And he talked about the bullpen. thought Shink was uh, really good. Sailor was good. Um, you know, those guys kept us in the game for sure, so... Uh, really proud of those guys. All right, so uh, that is four losses in a row for the Pirates and a 5-4 setback to state. Pirates have not won in Raleigh since April 1st, 2009, but a heck of an effort last night. Uh, so uh, our friend Stephen Igo, and again, Igo's show starts Monday here on 94.3 The Game at Noon. Voice the Colors Radio with Stephen Igo. You can also catch it on the uh, IBX Media app that you can download for free at uh, the App Store or on Google Play. If you have not done that, go ahead and do that because this summer when you go to the beach or if you're out on the weekends and want to listen to Pirate Baseball, you want to listen to any of our stations, you can toggle between them very, uh, very uh, freely and very effortlessly. It's a lightning-quick app. And uh, it'll be an app that will only add more to, and it'll grow and grow. And you can listen to this show live or archived. Again, that's the IBX Media app. Just go to the uh, App Store or Google Play and type IBX Media. It is absolutely free. So on uh, 247 Sports today for Hoist the Colors, uh, Steve and I go uh, looking at the uh, projections that come out weekly now from uh, D1 Baseball, also from uh, Baseball America. D1 Baseball is uh, riding. East Carolina has the second seed in the Durham or in Durham at Duke's projected regional. Uh, 
Duke is a new regional host projection after they swept Louisville. Blue Devils are projected to be the 16 seed overall nationally, which puts them opposite of LSU uh, in the national seed deal for the Supers. Uh, they Duke would be unable. Uh, Duke would be unable to host that at the Durham Bulls Athletic Park because of the Bulls schedule. They're being, they'll be at home that weekend. Duke plays as many of their games as they can at the Bulls Park because, uh, Combs Field on, uh, the campus there in Durham, while a better facility now is still not up to snuff, uh, with some of the modern stadiums. Pirates would be second. Georgia's projected as the third seed. Columbia out of the Ivies, the fourth. And again, that is what D1 Baseball is saying. So basically the the second seed uh, in the 16-seed regional. And and should ECU finish a little more strongly, that tells you that they would likely be a double-digit national seed, you know, again, based on what Baseball America, or excuse me, D1 Baseball is saying. Baseball America actually has East Carolina as the second seed in the Conway Regional at Coastal. Coastal is the number seven overall national seed, so... Coastal in that situation would be the uh, in, in line to host a super regional. North Carolina is projected as the third seed in that regional. Incarnate Word is the fourth seed. And that is actually under Baseball America's projections paired with the Durham regional where Duke is the projected 10 seed. Hosting Campbell is the second. Georgia is the third. Sam Houston State is the fourth. Now, look, there's a lot that can happen between now and then. Pirates uh, can snap their losing streak and get back on the right foot. They got a Tulane in a three-game series this weekend at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Tulane, it's been a struggle for the Green Wave this year. So you would think East Carolina coming back home uh, is a bit of a prohibitive favorite against the Green Wave this weekend. Right now the first game of the series is slated to start at 6 o'clock on Friday. Um, Tulane, by the way, lost to Southern Miss last night, 11-10, and that was a game they were leading, and then Southern Miss came back and beat them. So this is a Tulane team with 12 wins overall coming in, but the American, at least through the first uh, three-weekend series, has been a little bunched up. Pirates right now sitting in second place in the uh, American standings a game behind Wichita State and Houston, who they've already played, and lost the head-to-head tiebreaker to both teams. So uh, that's the latest on the ECU baseball front. And uh, we'll see. Again, a lot left to happen, a lot of baseball left to be played. As the Pirates have 15 games remaining in front of them, and uh, we'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, Frank Reich saying that uh, in a news conference, Yesterday that the Panthers have decided who they will select as the number one overall pick in the 2023 NFL draft tomorrow night. Reich, uh, jokingly telling a reporter will announce it Thursday at eight o'clock. The decision, according to reports, was effectively made Monday when the general manager, Scott Fitterer, stopped by Reich's office to make sure they were on the same page. Reich says that there is a consensus. They're excited. The Panthers have acknowledged a plan to target the quarterback after trading two first-round picks and two second-round picks and D.J. Moore to the Bears for the first overall selection. 
Bryce Young continues to be the heavy favorite, the Alabama quarterback that the Panthers will pick on Thursday night. Uh, they also have met with uh, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. Richardson, of course, is from Florida. And Kentucky's Will Levis. Now, Cookie is known in some circles as Will Levis because he's going to drink Will Levis-style coffee here in a little bit. You might like it, Cookie, by the way. I'm just a little more handsome than Levis, right? <laughs> I think, no, I think you're a handsome guy, Cookie. I mean, I don't, I... I appreciate you know, that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I, 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 look, you put you and Levis on The Bachelor, he's got competition. He might have the height advantage on me, but that, that might be it. That would be it. You got the personality cookie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, see? So that's, uh, that's, that's where the Panthers are headed. We'll get a little more on this. The Levis thing is interesting because he now, in, in certain circles, and I think even in the betting circles, has become the second quarterback odds-on favorite to be selected. That's kind of interesting. We'll see what, what happens there. Uh, we'll delve into a lot of this tomorrow. The sort of soup du jour today, the story du jour, is uh, an article that was put out by The Athletic as some of the Colorado players who have entered the transfer portal after their spring game last weekend have uh, spilled the tea. You didn't know I knew that phrase, did you, Cookie? I did. Have, sp- have spilled the tea on Deion Sanders. Coach Prime. Uh, and they're saying all he was worried about was who he brought in. They are down to just 16 returning scholarship players from the 2022 season. Now, it's a team that won one game. They went 1-11. and And, you know, the, the coverage on this has been kind of interesting today because, you know, look, there was the announcement of the uh, kid yesterday who had uh, become a part of the uh, Pirate Roster with a couple of guards that ECU has gotten, in fact, via the transfer portal. You see this in basketball. NC State has kind of, you know, gone to the model of the transfer portal as uh, their, you know, as uh, to what uh, how they're going to build their team. You know, the Pirates get Cam Hayes through the transfer portal, and, and that's a and that's a good thing. But with football, because of just the amount of players. It's probably tough to, to really overmake, overhaul your roster. You can get great players, but a complete overhaul takes a lot of work, but that's what Deion Sanders was going to do. And that's, in fact, what he told him he was going to do when he came in and took the job at Colorado after three seasons at Jackson State. Uh, so a bunch of, you have to get in by the end of the month in order to, or by, yeah, by the end of the month in order to be eligible next season. And it looks like Colorado's still going to be very uh, active in the portal. So these outgoing players who spoke to the athletic following spring practice painted a picture of a coach with no qualms about exercising his ability to cut players. Uh, coach Prime just told me up front, we have plans to go another way. You competed. You did everything we wanted you to do this spring, and you fought. Transferring safety, Jeremy Mack Jr. said, this was my first meeting with Coach Prime since I've been here. Again, that's what Jeremy Mack Jr. was saying. 23 players have entered the portal from Colorado in advance of the Sunday deadline for players who wish to be eligible immediately for next season. And more could be on the way, according to reports. Uh, you had a bunch of players that despa- departed before spring practice. 
these players are saying that uh, Coach Prime came in and said he was going to get rid of 30, uh, 25 to 30 guys. So uh, Colorado so far has 19 incoming signees, 29 incoming transfers. That's a ton of transfers, folks. That's a That's a huge amount of transfers. And then only 16 players returning. So they can add more transfers as the offseason goes on. And even though there's a deadline to enter the portal to be eligible next season, there's not a deadline when you must commit to, to your school. And Colorado, by the way, opened the season at TCU September 2nd. But this athletic article, you know, put coach, uh, kind of paints coach prime as this running it like a, like the pros. And, and this inevitably was going to happen in my mind. When we've gotten to the NIL as a way to pay players, so we want to we want to treat the players like it's a profession. And again, that's fine, all for it. We want to give them the freedom to get into the portal. But then, you know, part of this, if we're gonna if we're gonna make football the business, then you know the holier than thou media probably shouldn't be coming down on Coach Prime for running his operation there at Colorado like a business, like the NFL, like pro football. We're Guys are getting paid. I mean, this is this is how the, the, the that sword kind of could cut both ways. You feel bad for the kids, but if he was up front with them about the situation, there you go. And you know, maybe with that, because they did a huge ratings number for the spring game. They had a sellout there. There's a lot of excitement, and Dion's just doing what he promised to do. But uh, the the interest. The interesting part about all this is what they have said about Dion in the media, in a, in a sense, vilifying him. Uh, at least that's been my perspective of the coverage from the Athletic and others who have written and broadcast about it here. Again, if we're going to treat them and pay them like professionals and allow them to have the freedom of movement in the portal like professionals, then which I'm all for. Toothpaste is out of the tube, but now we're we're complaining that these guys who are getting paid and being treated like professionals are indeed getting treated like professionals. It's uh, it is interesting. All right, uh, let's uh, grab a break. Before we go to break, we're going to give you an opportunity to get uh, a pair of tickets to all three games this weekend: one to the Friday game, one to the Saturday game, one to the Sunday game. Uh, so your chance to. Uh, watch, or watch the Pirates in person this weekend. Tickets to each game for ECU and Tulane. That series in Greenville this weekend. There's a lot going on, uh, with, uh, all of the festivities from the, uh, pigskin weekend that were moved to this weekend. All the carnival rides, the vendors, et cetera. We'll remind you of that more as we go along. But there's a catch. What's that, Cookie? You gotta come on the air. Yeah, we want you to come on the air with us. And we'll also give you a, a gift card to Chico's Mexican Restaurant. So call area three. If you've won in the last 30 days, you cannot be, uh, you're not eligible. Call her three at 252-561-GAME, 252-561-GAME. And what I really want you to do is come on and give Cookie a little bit of a pep talk as Cookie's about to go full Levis with his coffee in the next segment. Uh, 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263. Call her three will be a winner. Good luck. Eastern North Carolina's home for the Adam Gold Show. Come on in. Weekdays at noon, right here on Eastern Carolina's home for sports. I love sports. And the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game.
Uh, Brett Greenville is our uh, winner. Brett has uh, been on with us before, but it's been uh, past the 30-day window for Brett. So he's going to the baseball game this weekend, and he's going to Chico's. Brett, how are you? Uh, we're doing well. I hope you are. Yeah, buddy. Doing all right. Um, Brett, you know, we're guys, right? We're all guys here. You, me, Cookie, just a bunch of guys sitting around talking sports, having a good time, right? Yep. Guys do disgusting things sometimes. You know, we challenge each other to do disgusting things when you guys are sitting around sometimes, right? I mean, we've all done this. We're like, hey, I dare you to try this, or I dare you to drink this, or taste it. That's kind of what we're doing with Cookie right now. I've done it before, even though I really would try to avoid it. I would egg it on. But I, you know, I learned really young not to not to to do some of those things because it's gross. But I'm sure you've done this, right, Brett? You've egged on. You've probably also tasted something that was kind of gross, right? I have. Yeah. Okay. Cookie's about to do this with mayonnaise and coffee. So can you give Cookie a little pep talk for us on this? Mind over matter, Cookie. You can do it. Hey, that's a great pep talk. That's not a bad pep talk at all. That's really good. I'm shocked how good that was, actually. Brett, that was great, actually. Earning them that tickets. Was, yeah. The, the Brett's you can do it, man. I really think you can. It's, it's, all, okay. it's all in your mind, man. We can use yeah. butter in hours at the house. Yeah, I've used the butter before. We it's, just it's, talked uh, about that, like, yeah. yesterday, right? It's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, the butter's not bad. I don't do it all the time. I've done it from time butter to time. Yeah. It, 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 Brett, it gives it kind of, to me, like a smooth, silky kind of taste to your coffee. And if you've, got a, if you've got a frother that'll put a little foam on top, that's... Yeah. Oh, it, it, okay. It takes you to the next level. My wife's got about eight of those things, and she's used it once. We have bought all these things for, to prepare coffee, and she's used all of it exactly one time. All right, um, but that's okay, because as long as she's happy, right? Uh, Brett, thank that's you. Right. Hope to see you out at the park this weekend, man. Enjoy it. We'll be there. All Love right, it. buddy. Take care. All right, there he goes, Brett. Brett's a good dude. Yeah, he That's is. A good dude. I know. He, I know he listens to the show often. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think I know Brett. And Brett's good people. Brett's good people. If not, I, he's still good people. All right. So, Cookie, are you ready? Uh, okay. So I'm. I'm looking at it. Uh, it I, I know. It, it's, it, it didn't melt. Easy. It didn't melt in with it. That was scaring me. Okay. And how it much smells disgusting? Okay. What? Let's first of all, let's set this up for the people. Will Levis. Likely uh, or possibly going number two as the second quarterback taken in the draft. Uh, quarterback for Kentucky this year. He went viral when he was drinking uh, coffee with mayo in it. So Cookie is here. Cookie's going to give this a whirl. Cookie, what kind of mayo did you go with? Uh, I, I personally enjoy the Cheapo brand, uh, okay. and it is Hellman's. Real mayonnaise. Okay, Hellman's. Hellman's uh-huh. Real Mayonnaise. That's a good brand. That's a good pick there, Cookie. All right. And how many, uh, now you've got black coffee there, it looks uh, like, right? Uh-huh. Okay. How many, cu- how many scoops of mayo did you put in the coffee? Uh, it's, it's squirt, and I honestly, okay. I did too much. It you looks, did too much. It looks okay. disgusting. All right. I'm actually describe the, right now. Describe the, 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 uh, the color of the coffee. You know, if you put a lot of cream, it kind of is a brown. Uh, what would you describe this as? Because it's a black cup of coffee with mayo in it. How would you describe the color of this coffee? Have you ever put, like, uh, sugar in something and it doesn't melt and it's like little white blocks of sugar and it looks kind of oh, disgusting? Yeah. I know uh, that's about, very yeah. much the case uh, Okay, here. so it's kind of got a greasy uh, texture yeah. about it. Okay. 
All right. Well, Cookie, uh, you signed up for this, so uh, let's yeah, uh, okay. Let's let's hold the mic there and let's get it nice and close to you. Okay. And let's let's hear you take a legitimate. Uh, now, are you a sipper, Cookie, or do you gulp the coffee? I'm How a, do you? I'm a sipper. I'm gonna okay. try to do a good gulp, but uh, okay. Well, I, I tell you what. Why don't we start with a sip? And okay. then this way it'll give oh, Jesus. it'll give you a little bit you know it's, it it doesn't deviate from your normal routine it kind of right, lets you put right. your toes in so just hold that up to the mic and let's get a good sip on this cookie here we go All right Oh my god that's not bad at all Really that is not bad You're lighting up a little bit l- 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 All right here we go listen to this All right let's let's go Blowing bubbles. Okay. Not bad. Cookie, at what, all. Do you, what do you think of mayonnaise and coffee? This is the Will Levis version of coffee. It somehow still makes it a little sweet. I'm not sure really? how because mayonnaise is not sweet at all, as everyone knows, uh-huh. but it's a little, it gives like a hint of like a sugar substitute. You're serious about it? I'm this. serious. It's not bad. Okay. I was ready to call this guy crazy. I understand. Put him in a crazy house. Don't bring him to the Carolina Panthers, but uh, it's not bad. But now, if they pulled a a little bit of a a trick play on us and drafted Will Levis, you might be down with Will. I'm a Levis, fan now. Would, yeah, I, you no, here. I'm are seriously surprised because it smells horrible. It looks right. absolutely disgusting. No idea it why look good. anyone would try it. But it's not bad. So Cookie says Hellman's Mayo in coffee is not bad. Is not bad. He he's gone full on Levis here, and he says not bad. Okay. You're drinking more of this. My gosh, Cookie. Oh, yeah. Wow. You do like coffee. I love it, man. It's a, You're it's, jacked it's up, aren't you? I, it's You're bad, jacked yeah. up now. Yeah. I told, oh, I it tried, is bad. I told oh, you mean your coffee obsession is bad. Okay, yeah. I got you. Yes. I told you I won't go and do it at work no more. Today was the exception, and I'm, I, oh, I'm so hyped up. Well, why don't you do an update, right? Okay. And then after the update, maybe it's up to you if you want to finish that coffee. We'll but see. If you want to, Let's if say you we'll want see. to go and make yourself another cup, I think you've earned it. You know, okay. With your new, All right, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. I think you've earned it today. You've earned it, Cookie. There's no harm in having another cup, do you think? No. It's a good All old right. Wednesday evening. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, we gotta kinda get through the rest of the week, Cookie, so I think. So, uh, our guy Chris Cookie Cook says mayo in coffee. Is not great, but not bad. Not great, but not bad. The Will Levis coffee. Do you think this will catch on at, like, giddy-up around the corner here? Uh, see, he said that it was like a joke or something, Will Levis yeah. did. If he takes right. that back and says, I was joking when I said it was a joke, I could totally see it catching on because it's like I was pleasantly surprised, seriously. So you think you could go to the coffee shop in the building here and say, I would like the Will, I would like the Levis? You should be able give... to do that. If that's okay. not already a thing, it should, yeah. I think it probably should be a thing, too. All right. Um, Cookie, great job. Thank uh, you. Try to hold, try to hold it all in as you do this ninety-four-three. The game sports update because you're looking a little peaked. Right we're we're going to try. We're going to okay. try. Okay. Uh, here is uh, our own Chris Cook. Uh, I had a Bethany Bradshaw joining us on the show. Here's Chris Cook with a ninety-four-three. The game sports update. This is Chris Cook here with your 94.3 The Game Sports Update brought to you by the new IBX Media app. Now available for free in the App Store and on Google Play. 
NC State scored in just one inning Tuesday, but it was enough to propel the Wolfpack to a 5-4 victory over number 12 East Carolina at Doak Field. State earned a split of the season series after the Pirates topped the Wolfpack 13-9 in Greenville earlier in the year. Coach Cliff Godwin commented on the game after the loss. Yeah, I mean, we just had one bad inning on the mound, and, uh, you know, after coming off a tough weekend offensively, I thought our guys competed their tails off. Um, obviously, a hostile crowd put together a lot of quality at bats. We had to go ahead and run at first base and just couldn't get him in there in the ninth inning, but I'm really proud of the way our guys competed. The Carolina Panthers know who they will be selecting with their first overall pick for Thursday night's NFL draft. Panthers head coach Frank Reich told the media that he and general manager Scott Fitterer have a consensus and are excited. Carolina traded two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and wide receiver D.J. Moore to the Chicago Bears to secure the number one selection earlier this offseason. The Carolina Hurricanes are now leading the best-of-seven first-round series 3-2 to two, with Game 6 set for Friday night in Elmont. In some local baseball news, number 8 J.H. Rose beat number 21st-ranked D.H. Conley 12 to zip in five innings on Tuesday night. And finally, the NBA is awarding this year's Rookie of the Year award. The league announced on Tuesday that Orlando Magic forward Paolo Bancaro was awarded this as this year's Rookie of the Year. Bancaro led all rookies with 20 points per game and also averaged 6.9 rebounds per game. This 94.3 The Game Sports Update is brought to you by the new Interbanks Media app. You can listen to all IBX Media radio stations plus podcasts of this and other other shows on the free new app from IBX Media for your smartphone. Download it today in the App Store or on Google Play. With your 94.3 The Game Sports Update, I'm Chris Cook. We'll be right back with more of the Patrick Johnson Show on the other side of this quick timeout. If you want to see our tweets? That's creeping me out. Follow us on Twitter for breaking sports news and what's going on around the Pirate Nation. We need you guys on Twitter. Twitter. It's 943 The Game on Twitter. One of our faves, Bethany Bradshaw, uh, now a famed author, and she hasn't forgotten the little people. She still appears on uh, radio with us from time to time. Hello, Bethany. Hello, Patrick. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. How are you this afternoon? I am doing very well. Enjoying the springtime. <laughs> well, good. I know you're enjoying uh, being back involved in, in the uh, day-to-day of covering... Uh, uh, pirate baseball in many respects, aren't you? It it has been so fun. And, and really, not to speak out of turn, but when I used to cover sporting events every weekend as a beat sports writer in the mid-90s, oh, my gosh, I dated myself so bad. Um, all, all athletic departments provided meals for the media. Mm-hmm. And last night I was on press row at NC State at Doak Field, and there's nothing. I no had to food, go buy huh? my own Chick-fil-A sandwich like an animal. So I'm just saying that <laughs> things have changed. The, the, the times they are changing. The times yeah, they are changing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the economy or something. But So things have changed, and, and I'm the old you know, the old guy sports writer going on. But we used to always get free food. So anyway. Yeah. Well, hey, ECU still does that. So Yes, they do. And I commended Chip Welsh last night on that. I said, way to go. Yeah. We love it. The great Bethany Bradshaw, bethanybradshaw.com. She's just looking for a free sandwich, apparently. Uh, the yes. uh, books yes. that are out on the Big Rock, uh, Coaching Third, the Keith LeClaire story, covering all the bases with uh, 
about the great life and times of George Whitfield. Yeah, books on Bones McKinney and uh, yeah, all kinds of. All just kinds. go, just go to bethanybradshaw.com and you'll be able to pick it up there. Bethany's got some other projects going on, including, including uh, a work going towards a to be determined ECU baseball project that she is working on. So we wanted to get Bethany on to talk about that. Also, get her thoughts on the season so far. What'd you make of the game last night, Bethany? I thought there there were a lot of good things that happened last night. Um, the, the, you know, five-run Wolfpack inning notwithstanding. It's, it's hard to overcome an inning like that, and they, they nearly did. <laughs> it was such a, there were so many opportunities, but I thought they looked, you know, more like Pirate Baseball than they had, obviously, in Wichita, which was just a really rough weekend. And um, I, th- I think there was plenty to be encouraged by. Uh, that game was a very big deal for State as well. So everybody kind of was, was gunning for that win. So I think the next couple of weekends are going to be very telling. But um, it's going to be fun to see what plays out. A little bit of concern, I'd have to say, about a lot of uh, looking at the third strike last night. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I, I saw some of that concern, too. It's tough to see that. And... I don't have a real answer other than, you know, you just want to see him swinging. Nothing's going to happen if you don't swing. That's profound thought on baseball with that. That's why we got you on, to, to give us that profound yeah, insight. Yeah, um, yeah, you can't pay for that kind of wisdom. Yeah, so. Bethany Bretsch is with us uh, here. Uh, Bethany's book's available online. BethanyBradshaw.com would be a great clearinghouse to go and uh, and do that. As you've put together this uh Project and and again, it, it, there's a little vague aspect to it because we could see this project, uh, you know, sooner than later. It, it could be a year or more away. We don't know. A lot of it depends on right. sort of what happens with the season. But a, yep. as you've really gotten back into covering, because you have followed the team and rooted for the team for that matter. But if, as you've gotten back into really uh, the day in and day out of this program, what have you? What, what stands out most to you? Well, I think what I already knew, but I've gotten to really dig deep, is the culture and the fan base is, I think, unsurpassed. And I'm having such a good time because, it's, you know, when I used to be a beat writer, I had to stay in the press box and, and record every inning because I was going to write a game story. And now I'm kind of back and forth, but mostly I've been with the fans and a lot in the jungle <clears throat> at Clark LeClaire. Last night, it was kind of a makeshift jungle on the concourse in Raleigh. Um, my favorite moment is Brian Dilday. He, they don't allow his megaphone in Dope Field. Right. And so he went out during the kind of rally time and went out on the other side of the fence with his megaphone, which I just was hilarious. And yeah. He's so loud, it still works, you know, out from outside the fence, leading the cheers. But I think, you know, it's just you hear it over and over. This atmosphere is incredible, and the fan base is loyalty and dedication to the team. So I've really tried to capture those kind of, you know, outside-the-lines aspects of this team and gotten to know some of those super fans and hear their stories. And, and so that, you know, that's never going to change, um, that devotion. And I think it's going to really make for a fun project when I start telling the story. Well, what do you think the, um, I mean, obviously there's a little bit of concern with the four game losing streak and coming, the road's been tough. I mean, let's even Cliff Godwin has, yeah. has said that. So let's, let's not, sugarcoat that and so you know you've got x amount of games left on the road um you know 
so things could really go sideways. I don't think they will to an amazing run and an amazing season and, and ultimately getting to Omaha. So as you look at both ends of that, you know, potential uh, spectrum, what is the true upside uh, of this team right now in your estimation with 15 games left in the regular season and a conference tournament and a regional uh, in some way, in some form? Uh, pitching and pitching depth is the upside because, you know, that, that will get you further in the postseason than anything. Um, I mean, you know, you have to be scoring runs, obviously, but it's kind of the defense wins championships of <laughs> baseball. But um, I do think that, that this bullpen has been impressive most of, most of the time. The starting rotation has just done outstanding. I, you know, really hope that they stay healthy and strong and that they're able to, to see how far they can bring the team. So, you know, it, all, the, all the parts have to be working together, but it is good to see. If you don't have pitching depth, you know, I just, I just don't think they're going to make it very far. As you've, uh, and a lot of this, as you say, this, this particular book's on culture. This particular, uh, book is on, uh, a lot of fan stories. There's some other things, uh, I'm, I'm sure from an interview perspective, you're still yet to do. Uh, but, but as you look at the actual hallmark of the on the field product, what are, what are you finding that is at least this season? Well, I mean, I, you know, I just think that there's a really good spirit on the team and attitude and, and I don't know. I, I think that in terms of um, the player led and the player expectation of winning and of excellence, um, that's just something you build. I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand with the culture, but over the years, we've just seen uh, the expectation that they're going to win and they're going to be able to best anybody. And so I still think that's there. And I think that there are, you know, leaders, players within that program who, who are going to emerge in the coming weeks to, to help that come out. So obviously talent and recruiting and it all comes together, but, but I think that they expect to win. We got, we got author, Beth, author Bethany Bradshaw on the line with us uh, here. A couple other things I wanted to talk to you about, but uh, one thing that was said last night on the telecast was that this is a uh, program that is really, you know, built from within. There's not a whole lot of going to the portal. Um, and, right. you know, I, I think that is a, that lends itself to the culture of the program, I, I think, in a lot of ways. And look, there's a lot of ways to be successful. And I'm not saying that there's no value in going to the portal, but, uh, you know, it's, it, in, in some ways it's kind of, uh, I, I don't know what the word I'm looking for here, but there's a, a little reassurance, I guess, or, or something very comfortable with the, the notion that you could still build this by recruiting guys and they go through the process to where they're eventually star players in your program. Right. The old school way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> which, right. Which I do, I do think it's true and you get, guys like Carter Spivey and, and Lane Hoover and others who, you know, have really done the work and have, have, you know, they have withstood some trials and some peaks and valleys along the way. And, and you just want so much for those young men to, to be able to see this all the way through because they have had that loyalty and that commitment and instead of bolting for greener pastures, you know, when things were rough. So it's good to see, you know, also in the pirate athletics realm, we'll see, what can happen with Mike Schwartz going to the portal and, and getting some really amazing players <laughs> of late for the basketball program. So, you know, there's a lot of ways to do it, and I think different sports are different in terms of that strategy that coaches have to employ. Yeah. 
Uh, we've got Bethany Bratcher on the horn with us uh, here. Uh, book on Eddie Smith uh, is done, but uh, you're still waiting on the release date for that. And then you've got your next, I guess, available to the project or to the public project. There's a, a book you're working on about uh, the building of boats and, and just the boating and fishing culture on the Outer Banks. Yeah, it's so fun. It's been really fun. Um, an Outer Banks legend named Charles Perry, who he was a he's mostly retired, not quite. He still does go out sometimes. He's in his 70s, but he was a wireman on you know sport fishing boats, mostly huge marlin all over the world through his whole career. You know, you name it: Australia, the Canary Islands. Costa Rica, he's fished everywhere, but he's from the Outer Banks, Hill Devil Hills, and he, along with another guy, promoted this project, asked me to come on and do it, but Charles has been going all over with me, you know, bringing me into all these homes to interview these old, old captains and boat builders and the guys that would build a boat in their backyard in the off season to make enough money to make it to the next season to run their charter again, you know, and so it's been fun. It's a very unique fishing culture. Unique fisheries, just an incredible destination, and they've, you know, they've built something that is, is worldwide known. Um, I got to tour Bayless Boatworks and, and Spencer Yachts and kind of see all the things that were going on there, so it's been a ton of fun. So that'll come out mid-August. The plan is for it to coincide with the Pirates Coast tournament out there. Okay. And then there's a project you're working on. I, I, you know, I don't know if there's the wide appeal um as far as being able to go do this, it, it's really more in the academic realm. But what is, I think is fascinating about this project is it involves a lot of things that do impact young people and young athletes and young college students, and that is a lot of aspects surrounding mental health and, and sexual assault and that kind of thing. So I, I have to imagine that's some pretty fascinating topics, especially the mental health aspect to delve into. It really has been. So this is a publication called CQ Researcher, which is available by subscription to university libraries. Anybody could could get a subscription, but they issue weekly reports on current events, and they're you know very well comprehensively researched and quite current. You know we have to interview people, not just rely on older articles and books. Um, and the point is, I mean, it's, anyone can read the articles, but also students can use them for research as they're working on their own project. So I'm working on one that's kind of like sports health from the neck up. So mental health, concussion safety, okay. issues with sexual assault. Um, and, and really what, what I have found is that the, the spotlight on these issues and athletes have been unafraid to speak up. You know, people like Kevin Love and Simone Biles, and, um, Jack Prescott, recently Giannis um, spoke up about mental health struggles. And the more that happens, the more – you know, young athletes are willing to understand what's going on and, and to advocate for themselves, and then more programs are bringing up to provide support for them. So it's really good to see. I think for any, you know, parent with young kids starting out in sports, this is a good time because there's a lot more attention being paid to the whole person and not just what they can do, you know, physically on the court or the field. Josh Moylan also talking a little bit about it too. Uh, this, yeah, uh, this yeah. so that's that's okay. a big thing. Uh, Bethany Bratcher working on uh, a pirate baseball project. We'll keep an eye on it. Bethany will keep us informed. Yeah. And uh, Bethany, I, I like to hang around and bug fans. So yeah. If you see me out there at the jungle or out at Clark Leclerc, and you got a story for me, then call yeah. Me over. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, BethanyBradshaw.com. Go ahead there. 
Bethany, always great to talk to you. We'll do it again soon, and uh, I hope all is well for you and your family. Thank you so much. It's been great chatting, Patrick. Yeah, it has. Thank you, Bethany. There she goes, Bethany Bradshaw, bethanybradshaw.com, a to-be-determined ECU baseball project that she's working on to turn into a book, and a lot of that depends on where uh, things go uh, for this uh, season. And, uh, look, this this will be uh, an interesting story to tell. It's been an interesting team to cover, undoubtedly. Okay, um, let's uh, – Let's uh, take a look. Well, okay. So there's Cookie. Is there? Uh, there there's some. There's some people out there that are kind of doubting Thomas's. They don't think you drank the coffee with the mayo in it. Someone from uh, when I was in college, someone that I knew when I was uh, still at ECU, uh, I, I actually didn't know he listened to the show. Uh, snapped me and said, uh, "T Fleck." I'll shout him out. His name's T Fleck. Uh, said, uh, there's no way you actually drank coffee with mayonnaise in it. I sent him a picture of, like, the leftovers, and he was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. By the way, I listen to y'all every day. Shout out to my man T-Fleck for listening to us every day. First, I don't know what you said when uh, – you lost me when you said snap and then T-Fleck. I have no idea what you're talking about. But he did drink the coffee with mayo in it, I can tell you that. And he may do it again. That's how much he likes I'm crazy. It. Who knows? <sighs> uh, cookies or not. Hey, uh, we will get you set for tomorrow's NFL draft. And uh, Aaron Rodgers spoke today. We'll uh, maybe give a listen to that on the other side. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. All right, I don't think we're going to have time for the um, Favre stuff, so we'll save that for tomorrow. We'll the have Jim Zoki on. I'm, oh, gosh, boy, that was a Freudian slip, wasn't it? Um, we were just talking about how you were an old yeah, head the second. Yeah, year, you yeah. were. You were. Rogers, the Rogers stuff. Rogers is an old head, too, Cookie. So don't be, don't be hating on us old heads. Hey, right? he turns 40 December 2nd. Yeah. So he's an old head, right? I consider him an old head, yes. Uh, I'm looking for, and I cannot find it, uh, so I'll have to do it off the top of my head, which is fine. I can do that, Cookie, because I'm not old and decrepit like you claim I am. Uh, we've got the new IBX Media app. That's what you can put into uh, the search for your uh, Google Play app uh, store. Wherever you download your app for your smartphone, it's free. You can listen to this show live. You can listen to the station live. You can listen to archival program programs live. You can listen to uh, 107.9 WNCT, Talk 1037 and 96.3, our oldie stations as well. Uh, lightning fast, easy app to lose and uh, or to use. And you'll also have uh, the ability to uh, download uh, past archive broadcast of uh, the Voice the Color show starting Monday. So all of that uh, at the IBX media app you can download on your smartphone for free right now. Thanks to Bethany Bradshaw. Thanks to Cookie. Cookie, your stomach doing okay? Uh, I'll be all right. Okay. You're looking a little peaked. Uh, we'll be back uh, in the morning on Talk of the Town and right back here at 5 tomorrow with Jim Zoki on the PJ Show.